I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Starly. Recently, a lot of great insights into Pokemon's earlier days of development have been coming out thanks to the works of Dr. Lava and the Did You Know Gaming YouTube channel, who have been translating and collating old interviews and writings from Game Freak. I highly recommend checking out their stuff, by the way. A particular nugget that caught my attention was the revelation that when Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire were being developed, they were imagined as a complete Pokedex reboot, like Black and White ended up being. This explains why they introduced Pokemon like the Wurmpool line, the Taillow line, and Zigzagoon, which felt a little like repeats of old monsters from the first generation. However, not actually becoming a reboot meant they set an odd precedent for introducing new versions of Route 1 normal types, birds and bugs every generation, without removing the old ones. By the time we're playing X and Y, five or six examples of each could be caught on one route. In the Sinnoh region, the early game bird is Starly. A plump little black and white bird with a feather flicking up from the back of its head, Starly is perfectly cute and inoffensive. The name Starly of course comes from Starling, and Starly's body shape and colour pattern are reminiscent of the white-cheeked Starling common in Japan, China and East Asia. The Japanese name for the bird is Mukudori, and the Pokemon is called Mukuru, combining the name of the bird with Kurukuru, the onomatopoeia for a bird's cool. Pokemon Diamond tells us, They flock in great numbers. Though small, they flap their wings with great power. And Pearl says, Usually with a large flock, it is barely noticeable when alone. Its cries are very strident. And Platinum explains, Because they are weak individually, they form groups. However, they bicker if the group grows too big. However, Heart Gold and Soul Silver gives it a slight negative twist, telling us, They flock around mountains and fields, chasing after bug Pokemon. Their singing is noisy and annoying. Certainly, wandering through the mountains and fields around Nagano, I can see and hear flocks of birds. Wikipedia says of the real-world white-cheeked starling, The loud, monotonous call is a series of harsh, creaking notes. But I can't say I find them annoying in the slightest. The sound of birdsong in a rice field or on a mountainside is incredibly soothing. If we imagine the Pokemon sounding like the real animals, as they often do in video games, I think I'd enjoy listening to Starly. If it were more like the anime though, and Pokemon were saying their names in human voices, then sure, a flock of them would be hell. Like many early game Pokemon, Starly evolves at a pretty low level. At level 14, it becomes Staravia. Staravia is taller and leaner than Starly, but still somewhat plump, a perfect middle evolution. The flicked up feather at the back of Starly's head has evolved into an utterly ridiculous hairdo, and Staravia has a slightly smug look on its face, which tells me it thinks it's pulling the hairdo off. Legends Arceus told us, They form remarkably large flocks, and are constantly fighting amongst themselves. I suspect that those with magnificent plumes on their heads are the strong ones. The other Pokédex entries, like with Starly, concentrate almost entirely on the flocking behaviour. Diamond tells us, It flies around forests and fields in search of bug Pokémon. It stays within a huge flock. And Pearl tells us, It lives in forests and fields. Squabbles over territory occur when flocks collide. 
And while legend speculated that the bigger the hair, the harder the lad, the Platinum Pokedex actually questions whether Staravia is hard at all. Recognizing their own weakness, they always live in a group. When alone, our Staravia cries noisily. The name Staravia starts with Starly and combines it with Avian, as this is a bird. The Japanese name is Mukubird, as this is a bird. Those names are a little goofy. In fact, the whole Pokemon is a little goofy. At level 34 though, it gets edgy when it evolves into Staraptor. HeartGold and SoulSilver tell us, When Staravia evolve into Staraptor, they leave the flock to live alone. They have sturdy wings. Staraptor is bigger, cooler, and packs a mean scowl. The talons are menacing, the plumage is magnificent, and the feathers now form an emo haircut, black with red tips, which is the most 2007 thing about Diamond and Pearl's whole look. It's worth noting that Diamond and Pearl arrived in Western game stores the same year Spider-Man 3 gave us Bully Maguire. Pokemon Platinum tells us, It never stops attacking even if it is injured. It fusses over the shape of its comb. Staraptor is not all show. In fact, it's a pretty serious predator. Its face and markings are still similar to the white-cheeked starling, but the overall body shape is much closer to a hawk or eagle or other bird of prey. Pokemon Diamond tells us, It has a savage nature. It will courageously challenge foes that are much larger. And Pokemon Pearl tells us, The muscles in its wings and legs are strong. It could easily fly while gripping a small Pokemon. The English name, of course, incorporates Raptor, a word which means bird of prey, and contributed to the species name of many members of the deadly pack-hunting order of dinosaurs, like Velociraptor and Utoraptor. The Japanese name is Muguhawk, combining Mugudori with the much bigger and more deadly species of bird. Of course, there are many hawks in the same habitats as the starlings, particularly near the coasts and large rivers. One cool thing about the verticality of Japan's landscapes, what with high mountains and deep valleys, is that one can often find themselves at the same height as a hawk, able to watch closely as they hover and look for prey deep below. In the anime, Ash had a starly, which evolved all the way to Staraptor, eventually becoming probably his most powerful normal and flying type. In the games too, Staraptor was far more powerful than its predecessors from Kanto, Johto or Hoenn, with pretty tidy speed and attack stats, as well as access to a fighting type move that could deal with pesky rock and steel types, it was half decent. The addition of the Reckless ability, which boosts the output of attacks with recoil damage, let it absolutely abuse Brave Bird, and combined with Final Gambit, an attack which faints the user but does equal damage to the opponent, Staraptor became a risky menace. Part of the core appeal of Pokemon is catching a cute little critter, and through friendship, determination and hard work, raising it into a powerful monster. Starly was among a number of early game Pokemon in Sinnoh, which really helped that dream come true. Music for Luke's Pokemon was composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, producing and editing is by me, Luke Summerhays. And funding is provided by you lovely listeners on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius to find links to the other shows I make. And if you want, please throw a dollar a month our way to help keep things online and to listen to shows early. I love hearing from you guys about why you love these Pokemon too. 
I was already 16 when I got my hands on Diamond and Pearl, so I'd love to hear nostalgia from younger listeners, or thoughts and feelings from any of you guys. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at LukeClubsPKMN about our next two monsters, Bidoof and Cricketoon, or about any Pokemon you want to share your love for. Even if you don't feel like doing any of what I just said, thank you so much just for listening. I love Starly, and remember, I love you too.